from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Erica Tanosayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It is a tabletop RPG-inspired, world-building, storytelling, and character creation podcast. Podcast, where each podcast. week we take a listener-submitted prompt and create an original fantasy character and use that to create an original fantasy world. One story at a time. Um, Boom. And we start each show with stupid little bits, and like this one. Um, Jeff, what's getting you excited this week? I wasn't sure which one we were going for, so I didn't have time to prepare an answer. But no, it's um, okay. We can pick a different one. Like, do you want to no, make a new fine. fake uh, podcast network? No, it's all good. We can talk <laughs> about what's exciting us. I never want to do that bit again. I ran out of ideas like after week three, and I think that you can hear that on the episodes. Yeah, I'm just gonna like look at things on my desk. Like, um, Wine Key Network air, is the proud to represent us. Network. Oh, the yeah, air no, conditioner let's... network has been really a really welcoming place, really chill, really cool spot. Anyway, what's getting uh, you excited? What's yet? getting me excited this week? Oh gosh, um, I've got a lot of professional wrestling coming up in the next few weeks that has okay. got me extremely excited. That like, you're participating in? Like, who are you wrestling? Uh, I mean, I'm fighting for the title. I'm always, I'm always, uh, you know, I'm always out here lot, fighting. I'm for always the title. doing guest commentary where you're like, "Is Jeff gonna get into it? Is he gonna get into it?" And then they'll get too close to me, and I'll stand up and I'll mad dog him, <gasps> and then I'll sit back down and I'll pick up commentary again. It's a lot of a, uh, oh, what's gonna happen? What's gonna it's happen? Willy Wonny type stuff. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the yeah. Thrill, the thrill. Yeah, you know, it's live theater. We're here. We're here to put on a show for you, the fans. Dang, you know, consummate showman. No, no, we're going to see a few different. I think uh, we're going to see like a local ish show in Jersey next yeah. weekend. Uh, I say local ish, but it's in a. It's in. Do you know where Williamstown is? Is it South Central or North? South Jersey. Absolutely no idea. Deep in the deep in the woods. Oh, nice. Piney uh, Town. It's going to be great. Uh, it, it's a nice little venue. Like, it's where they run a lot of, uh, like, deathmatch shows that I'm really excited Somebody about. Somebody literally fucking dies. <laughs> is that what deathmatch is? Uh, deathmatches are, like, uh, like a hardcore <laughs> match. You know what a hardcore match is? Is that where, where they, they, like, hit each other with, like, bricks and staple and each other? Yeah, it's that, but they have light tubes and paper uh, like cuts. like The Wrestler, like in The Wrestler. Yeah, the movie. yeah, the real, real grody shit. Yeah. <laughs> um so we're going to want to see a, we're going to see a, a like one of those shows next weekend and the weekend after that we're going to a show in Atlantic City. Uh we're going to make a whole weekend of that. We got a hotel room. It's going to be great. Like it's going to be a great couple weekends all in a row and I'm really kind of excited about that. I fucking love that. What about um, you? What's got you jazzed up this week? What's got me excited this week is fishing. I have okay. been getting incredibly into, I, I don't, I haven't fished yet, but I want to, and I, I want to buy a rod. I want to get really into fishing because I like hiking. I don't know if I mentioned this in the show. I yes. like hiking. I have, We right? had an entire episode about how much you like hiking. Oh, yes. No, I know that. But I mean, but I want, <laughs> fuck, 
and I want to add uh, an element of I'm hiking to a, like a lake in a remote, beautiful area, or like a river or a stream, and I like just sit there and fish it. And I bought a box where like you put twigs in it, you can make a fire. It's like a little stove. So I want to fish and then catch and like I've been watching a lot of catch and cook videos, and I want to get really into catch and cook. Okay, I can get down with that. I, I want to be a wilderness person, ideally. Like, I want to be able to identify edible plants. I want to be able to, like, know stuff about the weather. And, and like, I, I love bird watching. I love fly fishing. <laughs> I want to be the most relaxing person on Earth. Okay, I can feel that. I can yeah, feel that. I've been watching a lot of really cool videos. If you've ever, like, if you have any interest in fishing at all, search catch and cook videos on YouTube because people go out to these, like, beautiful areas of the wilderness and find these really cool, amazing places and just, you just watch them fish and then they prep it and cook it and eat it. It's kind of satisfying. And I put them on mute while I'm editing an episode of All My Fantasy Children and I like just watch and enjoy. It's great. I like that. I like that. I'm into that. That's yeah. that's exciting to hear. I'm 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 happy to hear that. You know. Yeah, I really want to catch some fish, man. You got you got to catch some fish. You got to. You got to catch some fish. And if you don't, you fucking starve. You you gotta you gotta catch the fish. <laughs> so Jeff, look, I, this is how we're real podcasters now. So Jeff, let's catch this fish and let's dive into this let's episode. Catch this fish. Let's first, dive I want first. I want to talk to you, Aaron. You tried to buy stamps lately? Yeah, it's a total drag. That's it. We're not sponsored <laughs> by the company, so we're not, not going to go for it. By, what is it? Stamps.org? Static? Not Aaron, at all. Aaron, have you tried to make a website lately? I have, constantly. There's got to be a better way. There's got to be. All be. I do is throw water at my monitor and pray that something like appears in the splotches. There's really just got to be a better way. Oh, God. I keep pressing this orange oh, well. against my face <laughs> to get juice. Oh well. You, well, oh well. Okay. I've been, I've been really trying to like. I've been trying to spend. You know, get more home cooked meals, and I just. I wish there was a way to make that process easier. We'll never know. Yeah, I know. I want Seamless, the New York food delivery company, to be my motherfucking <laughs> sponsor because I'm putting their kids through college, and they need to give a little back to me. Oh. Um, but anyway, let's catch this fish, Jeff. What's going on, you my guys? My mattress is just too, it's just, it's uncomfortable, and I But I which wish company? I, There's also Helix. I don't I mean, know. Oh, no, I said it. Oh, no. Fuck, now I have to give them money. God damn yep, it. Nope. Podcasting right, we have a prompt this week. We have a prompt this now, week. Now that we're in the red. Oh, god damn it. All right, we got to earn some coin from this prompt and get back in the green. Prompt this week comes to us from Scott Paladin. Uh, Scott Paladin is co-host of the podcast Monster Mechanics Podcast at Monster M Pod. Check that out. They talk about monsters and new ways to create them. Um, and the prompt is, within the inky garden of the night's sky, the star tender raises another brilliant crop. I'm into which it. I'm into it. Good. Good prompt. And of course, my first idea is we have a long tradition of creating constellations on all my fantasy children. Constellations, yes. of course, similar to our own world, being star clusters that uh, take the shapes of myths and legends. But in this case, they actually have taken the shapes of myths and legends, beings who have ascended into the night sky because they have accomplished something grand or something mythic at a mythic scale and affected great change in the world, good or bad, and something has asked them or allowed them into the night sky to be tapped by a druid or any normal person in order to summon them or uh, receive a piece of their power. I dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Very good summary. Is the star tender the person who asks you, like, hey, you trying to be, you trying to be a constellation? Like we said, D'Artania Skysail said no. 
Hmm. You know, I like I I I love that honestly. That's a that took that goes in an unexpected direction, but I really really dig it. So, because my, my idea, like we said, that when you die, if you've done the D, if you've done something bomb, like Lemony Locust, you know, probably was like I don't know if demons can do it. Yeah, why not? You know, Lemony Locust. You know, when Conjure kicks the bucket, Conjure's gonna wake up on a beach, and the star tender will be there and be like, you know reaching out their hand i guess and is like are you you know do you want to ascend and if you take the mm-hmm. hand i guess you go up and if you don't you just become part of the ley line yeah i dig it is that, that it? Re- yeah that feels great i love cool. that because i like the idea of it not being like you know you have a choice whether or yeah. not you want to live on forever like bestowing mortals with your power or your true because it's your true essence it's not you yeah it's it's what it's you represent of your being yeah yeah so the star tender is a cosmic being that chooses who populates the night sky. The the star tender and the the, the really interesting thing, the inky garden and then another brilliant crop. So here's what jumps out to me about the uh, the brilliant crop. Yeah. Is tying into the idea that, like, as we discussed, um, a, a brief primer on death in this world that we've created. Yes. Uh, when you die, your your essence, your spirit goes back into the great magical ley lines that run beneath the earth. Correct. Uh, the, and then, you know, your ghost, your your impact on the world, the, the person you were when you were alive, that echoes out. If you were, you know, great and magnanimous, then after your death, that echoes out and people around the world become a little less selfish and a little more like generous. If you were if you were cruel and if you were cruel and angry, then the world gets a little sharper and harsher. Yeah, it's uh, a, it's a harsh thing about like it. it, it I, uh, something I want to like kind of elaborate on a little bit more when we do this, Jeff, is the stuff that we kind of don't say. Like it's what we mean, but like, and it's it, it was kind of it started because like typically tabletop and fantasy stories involve just like violence is the solution. Yeah, and this provides this question of like, if there's a villain who's doing harm, am I actually bettering the world by just? rolling up and killing them right and it, yeah. it and it and it implies that the way to genuinely help the world is by being kind and generous and loving and like a a, a positive impact on you and the people around you like oh my, that is the way is to it's good <laughs> it's good it's good it's anyway <laughs> um we said that ghosts as a man as as a reflection of that are the physical embodiment of are you but like the you that is filtered through your impact on the world. So uh, in death, you mu- your ghost may be, you know, though in life you may have been complicated, you may have been someone that took care of people and was, was you know, kind and supportive, but you had moments of self-doubt or selfishness or whatever. Your ghost, if that's what the world, if that's the, 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 the impact you made on people in the world, then your ghost will be the embodiment of, like, tireless endless like giving and support and love even though you as a person may have been may have moments of of where you are not that yes and if uh if this is something interesting to you and you're just joining us definitely tune into uh catherine the first channeler as or catch well. cavalier catch cavalier and also the bounding hound yes anyway um all of this is to say it is not you that that ascends into the constellations it is something and my word choice here is intentional. It is something that, to a certain extent, is cultivated. Oh, okay. Can you elaborate? Yes. So essentially, what I'm proposing is this idea of like I, I I'm picturing like the idea of a brilliant crop. It is it is finding 
that true essence, right? It is the star tender is someone whose job it is or whose role in the cosmos it is to accept you, accept your you into the the ranks of the constellations. But once that happens, to to you know cultivate and to to understand and to develop and to unearth the impact you had like you know mm, what i mean so like, like yeah 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 because you you'd basically be sorting like you know you're sitting on the beach staring up at the star tender and they're basically sorting through every action you've ever made to kind of like figure out what the grand at like impact it's like an accountant yeah you know, it's like doing taxes <laughs> and i i picture it as somewhere but i picture it I picture it almost less as like as that sort of like weighing all of your actions. Yes, yeah, completely. As, it's way better so, than that. Yeah, I picture it as kind of a um. You know what I kind of picture it as like what? sort of like a. I'm going a little like I picture a little bit of like a Christmas Carol thing. Ah, well, you you go back and you do you watch your greatest triumphs and your greatest failures? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, give me some pronouns. Give me a D six, one to two. He his three, four. She hers. Five, six. They theirs. Great animal. D six. Go. That's a three, a frog. So she, like, walks with you, right? Like, you wake up on a beach, and she's there, and she's like, hey, you know, hello. And, because I, I think, like, she, like, it's it's less about... Judgment. What, it's not it's, about judgment. And it's not about, I think, I think as we're talking it through, I want it to be less about her discerning your role in things, and more so, like, if you have been chosen to become a constellation... Yeah. She is sort of the embodiment of bringing you to understand, like, the full ah. scope of, like... So it's literally, like, you've already made your impact, right? Like, Yeah, of course. If if you're, if you in life were the greatest singer that ever lived and your songs brought joy to a generation, then that already is done. Like, that impact is already made. Your impact on the world and on the ley lines is done. Her role is to sit down with you and really take in, like... To sit down with you and talk through and take in, like, look, this is the full scope of what you did. Like, you may not realize, you may not have realized it. You know, you may have seen it as simply, like, your artistic calling. You may not have realized the echo effect that your actions have taken. And so, like, it is talking with you and and getting you to find that, find it within yourself to feel that passion and joy. And also to, you know, take you on the tour of, like, look, your music... Your music, like, inspired this person's writing. Your music, like, helped this person through a really difficult moment. And so it all of which is to mm. kind of cultivate you into being, into feeling and owning that, like, cosmic impact of what you've done, which is sort of the core of, like, you are now going to, you now have the choice to live in the stars and give out this gift forever. Yes. Or you can walk away. I dig it because we oftentimes talk about the show on like <clears throat> the invisible ripple you make that yeah. you'll never know about. Like, especially if when you die, if you do like ripple out and like affect the world, and if you made a large enough ripple, you'd never know unless like people tell you. But I think that's what this is. It's not like some kind of judgment or like, you know, gaze into the fire, Ebenezer Scrooge. It's kind of like, here is the ripple that you made. It's like kind of like playing back and like showing you things from a different perspective on how you impacted the world because this is only for people who did it at a tremendous grand scale. Yeah. So it's just showing you how you have changed the world for better or worse or just created a large impact and affected a lot of stuff, you know, and then, you know, once it's it's to make you reflect because it's, you know, it doesn't she doesn't judge you or like she doesn't choose you know what I mean? Yeah. She chooses you because you kind of like just met the criteria. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? What? Like, you just get to the beach because she, what, acknowledges you? 
you know, or is it something else? Do you like say you have made a big enough thing? Okay. Is it like this? This is the abstract image I'm getting. It's like you die and you have a small image, uh, a small impact on the world. Your spirit enters like a straw, like a straw width Mm -hmm. tube. But if it's gigantic, it doesn't fit. And then you end up on the beach. Yeah. Or is it just, yes, the star tender is a conscious person who is like, you've been chosen to be essentially immortal, lose your form. You can't, you're, you cannot ripple out into the planet. What you can do is inspire future mm. generations and give a physical like change on the world because you're basically granting your power forever. I like the former a lot more. Okay. Because like what jumps out to me is hearing you describe that is I kind of love the star tender as I don't want to say like I like her, I love the idea of there being tying into the theme of like a beach or there being like a splash or a wave like I like just throwing out a visual I kind of picture her as a boat on the water okay where like periodically like a wave just pushes her in a direction yeah that like the water carries her to where a person and like it's it's the idea that like when you kind of splash into the river of the ley lines so to speak yeah like the wave or the impact is so powerful that it like oh got her attention in the boat yeah like oh. it, it, like there's just there's like there's a which i which theoretically like if you were splashing in a wave it would push you in the opposite direction look man work out. it's magic it's magic this is literal all metaphorical but, like, it's this idea of, like, there is an impact, right? There's a ripple. The earth, you know, the earth, the, this magical plane of existence shakes. And, like, you know, there is a there is a, a rumble and a ripple. And, like, it is this feeling of, like, someone powerful. Like, a powerful presence has, like, entered into the world. I Like, the idea of, like, there's, like, an earthquake or a thun, like, a clap of thunder or something. And, like... Her job is to just kind of follow that, like, crack of lightning. I like it. The flash of lightning to where, like, a person has crashed down and to be like, it's obvious, like, it is, like, it is clear that it was you. Like, it is clear that your role in the world was large enough that you have this power. You can, you can choose to let it go or not. I have a pitch. And it's, um, it's another, like, we're speaking in metaphors because I like this, that it's basically the afterlife and there Mm -hmm. is no, like, definite way of pinning it down. So I'm reading the prompt, and within the inky garden of the night's sky, the star tender raises another brilliant crop. I'm seeing it as this person who is in, like, say, a boat in the night sky, in the inky waters, you know, of the night sky. I'm thinking of it as crops where someone who's made a big impact, when everyone dies, you essentially become a seed on the wind. You know what I mean? Flying, blah, 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 blah. If you're a large enough seed, this farmer, this sower of the stars catches you, finds you, and is like, oh, that's a specially strong seed that could cultivate, you know, generations of new plants down on fantasy. You know, would you like to be planted in the stars? And, like, you can cultivate future generations. Because that's what these, like, you know, Catherine called out to, you know, they all have, people all have their, you know, patron saint, essentially. You know what I mean? Their constellation that they draw from. You know, like the bounding hound is like for rogues or something, you know, and the duo is from the solo episode that I did. So it would be like you're a seed with immense potential, with immense power, like latent locked in you. And, you know, the star tender is someone who plucks you from the wind and is like, do you want to return to the wind or would you like to be planted in the sea of stars? Yeah, I dig it. And if you say yes, you are planted and then you sprout and you take shape in the form of a star 
and your fruit, your power can be called upon and drawn from from people on the earth. Yeah. Fuck that's you. great. Whew. We did it. We got there. We got there. We got there. Um, Now what? So I, I want to talk <laughs> through the process a little further because, like, I feel like we have a grounding for it, but, like, I still feel like I, I it needs a little bit of oomph. Yeah, I'm ready for oomph. What are you thinking? I'm thinking, like, I kind of like her role in things to be... Uh, first off, we're I'm I, I'm just putting it out there. Her name is the star tender, and we're not like I'm oh, not, absolutely, it's not, so good that we're just sticking with that. It's like something like I'm seeing this being as like we're only even giving her pronouns for lack of like to have a conversation about it. Yeah. It is so beyond that. It's something like out. She is a cosmic a cosmic essence. Yeah, you know, and we have to use a pronoun to discuss this. You know, but it's like it's like a force. It's a cosmic force. I said I didn't want it to be like the accountant weighing the books, and I, I'm now that we kind of have a clearer idea. I kind of want it to be that a little bit. How so? But in the sense of like, uh, she is like a, a cosmic entity, a cosmic presence who, like, in the plane of what comes after the the manifestation of the ley line, a, a lightning cracks on a shore, and she like sees it from a distance and like walks over. Yeah. And like comes to comes to where your spirit has come to rest. I guess what I would say is like her eternal quest is to take like to come to you and be like, okay, well, it's time I got to know you and got to know like what you did in the story of your life and your accomplishments, both in your own words and in the eyes of the things that you are unable to see. So she can come to an understanding of you and you can come to an understanding of you at the same time. Ooh, I love that. Where like and and the end result being you understand the full grasp of what you've accomplished. But I like I like there being an element of like, tell me your story. Like, tell me who you are. Yeah, because if if she doesn't choose, right, she doesn't choose. Like, she just asks. And if you say yes, up you go. That means like she kind of like doesn't not care but like she it doesn't matter i'm trying to think i had it in my head so if she doesn't judge you right but she comes to find you know she just comes to find you then she has to come to know you like that means she doesn't know you when the interaction starts she is not all-knowing no and it doesn't it doesn't really matter if she gets to know you it's for you yeah. You know, it, it because she just is like, is she interested in the stories or something? You know, or it's just like, oh, like, oh, it, my, my, my thought was like, you showed up here. You did something to appear on this beach. I did yeah. nothing. You know, I, I just came to the lightning bolt. You know, I just caught the seed. Yeah. You know, uh, you tell me why you're here and then we can talk about the stars. And we can, and we can, we can explore, like, we can explore further, but like, yeah, yeah, I like that it, it's from a place of, like, tell me why you're here. Like, tell me, tell me, I think she is interested in the story. And it's 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 an instance of, like, tell me why you are here. Because mm. ah. I think, because I think that's, like, the start of it is, like, it is, it's, she is powered by, she is a cosmic entity that is powered by story and the knowledge of self, for lack of a better way to put it. Yeah, I like this because essentially, especially if we say that it, it's all about a fantasy in the show is all about like what you leave behind and like your true essence and what your spirit really meant. And I think that implies an interpretation. And so it's like if this person is it the thing where it's like she listens to your story, you know, and she weaves you into a constellation, 
you know, because it, it is an interpretation, it, even hers. Like, you know, she takes the story, she takes the point of view of everyone else and the impact you made, weaves that into a cluster of stars and places it in the sky. Because yeah. it is always perception we always talk about. You know, yeah. and that's why, like, the Bounding Hound was just a bunch of dogs stealing shit and blinking out of existence to do it, but the calling upon the bounding hound is to like be stealthy and to run with your pack and to take care of those who are in the same world as you, you know? And it's like, because the dogs, I guess, barked that she saw the story when she laid hands on the dogs, you know, she heard that story. She saw that and was like, I understand you, you, you provide for each other. You look out for each other. And then the bounding hound was created. Yeah. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Ah, this is good. I like it. I like when it comes quickly. (laughs) Well, and, and, it is delightful to picture this incredibly all-powerful, uh, divine cosmic being just hanging out with dogs for petting a while. Dogs, <laughs> petting dogs and, like, understanding going on, them. Going on, like, do- like, dog adventure. Oh, you stole some sausages. Like, and I think oh. you, is it kind of like the, I'd like the idea of Scrooge where, like, you walk through your life yeah but you see it from different angles and it's it's the it's it's walking through your own life it's seeing your own life from the outside and going like oh my god i did that wow yeah but then also like her going like and now come and then you walk through a door and you're a thousand miles away where someone is you know reading a poem that you wrote and like crying and being like i feel understood for the first time in my life yes you see where it's like oh i did stop that bandit i guess from stealing all those cabbages and then the shopkeeper was able to like get the medicine for their sick child oh and then their sick child became like the new headmaster of the mage academy oh my goodness like wow, I'm a my guess my you see the greater like we you we we've harped on it before like the bigger picture the bigger tapestry type thing. That child, that child planted those cabbages and they grew really really large. And <laughs> as is the tradition of all political uh, structures in fantasy, became a became like a mayor. Yeah, they, they they got a great job because they grew an enormous cabbage. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this show is so. God. Can we leave behind all? Yeah, this show is awful. <laughs> it's just trash. Aaron, can we leave behind all of this and spend the rest of our episode talking about like Cabbage Country, Cabbage Cabbage City? Wait, you want to leave behind this incredible tale that we're telling of the Star Tender to talk about Cabbage Country, <laughs> Cabbage City? Aaron, I correct you. No! No, we're done. We told the Star Tender story. I'm now interested in Cabbage City. Okay, can we put a bow on the Star Tender? Yeah, we're done. No, we're we're, we're done. We're done. We're okay. done with that. So I'm the, kidding. I'm kidding. So the Star Tender is. I, I would. We can move on if you'd like. Or no, we can learn I, more I, about her. No, I want to learn more about her. But also, <laughs> I want to put a bow in Cabbage City. You put a pin in we, Cabbage City and be like, we're coming back for you. Gotta learn more about Cabbage City. God, where? How did listen, he form? listeners? Please tweet at us your best Cabbage City prom. Cabbage Tell City. Tell us about life life in Cabbage City. Yeah, please tweet at us from the perspective of a denizen of Cabbage City. And that will set the tone for this horrible monstrosity that we now must lean into in the next episode. Cabbage City. It doesn't have to be next episode. It can be yes, never. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's every episode now. This is our new setting. It's Cabbage City. Uh, Cabbage City. So, can I get a suggestion from the audience? Cabbage City. Uh, again. Oh, my. Please stop. Oh, my stop. God. It's okay, been so. Two, it's, been a, it's been two years. Where the star tender was born, she was just a normal kid in Cabbage City. He had big dreams and teleported to the space. Uh, okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so we, we, we kind of got what she does, who she is, you know, she hears her story, you, you kind of show her your life, you know, she just shows you it from a different perspective, like, you just get to watch from different eyes, and see your impact, whether it's good, whether it's bad, and then she's like, I understand, would you like to ascend, would you like to be, would you like, you know, would you like to be, feed the future generations, and if you say yes, she like zoros you into a star cluster in you know in your likeness and you know and people can call upon it and gain a fraction of your essence of your power so that applies to bad people as well mm-hmm. because this is a non-partial entity we don't mm-hmm. have to get into that but like imagine a 10 story locust sitting on a beach like a doll and like the star tender is like mm-hmm, okay huge piece of shit got it <laughs> like what is that what it's like yeah i think i i think so i think that's the cosmic nature of reality is like yeah. is like she assesses she you know hears your story you tell your story to her and she carves your she she tends the she tends the plant that will become your constellation and then plants it in the sky like it is that is that is what she does she is in a place where she is not in a position to judge good or evil and I like, okay, so, so I get the image of like, you know, there's a bad constellation. And if you call upon it, you're bad. If we're saying that they're, she's neutral, they're all fucking neutral. Like the yeah. Lumini, the Locust constellation could be about like, you know, someone who was ambitious and overstepped. Well, yeah, somebody, somebody could invoke a constellation for good or ill. It is simply, it is simply, it is simply a, uh, uh, an emotional or a uh, like a source of power how what you use with that is your own is your own thing and and you you will be judged when when your time comes to return yes. to the ley line yeah because each story is neutral and it simply yeah. is a representation of a story there is no there is no pure good or evil there are simply people and stories and what we do with the time that we are alive I, that's a very, it's a lot better than I could have put it. Fuck. Wowzies. Um, I mean, I mean, that is, I, I, and a lot, like, really, truly, that's just pretty much the mission statement of, like, at least Jeff Stormer's mission statement for all my fantasy children. So. I love it. Um, now what? Um, uh, can I, this might just be a shorter episode. It could be. But also, I, I do want to, uh, I, I want you to know, Aaron, um. Yeah, I'm going to throw this out. We don't have to use this. And I, I, I think either way, I would like to keep it in, even if you if you vote against it. OK, but I want to throw out to you like a very big idea. I'm that ready. Has come to me as we were listening or as I was listening to, to this whole thing unfold. I'm ready. I'm going to talk about the star tender. OK, if they're a bartender, I'm turning off the recording and deleting this audio. <laughs> uh, so uh, she manages a bar. Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're done. Okay, great. All right, then, cool. All right. Um, because I had a thought, and perhaps, and this is, um, perhaps the most AMFC thing imaginable. Wow. That's a bold Um, claim. It's your, you'll get, you'll, you'll hear it when you hear it. Um, well, I, it's, it's not, because it's not also, like, really, really, it's not, it does not invoke Cabbage City or something on the level of Cabbage City, so it's not 100% AMFC. Okay. But it's a firm 90%. That's a good percentage for me. Because I want to talk about the star tender. I want to talk about this idea that there is a person who – I want to talk about how the star tender came into being, and I have a proposal. Again, we can throw out all of this. Yeah, But a yeah, proposal yeah. for how she came to be and, like, the idea that she herself may be a constellation figure. Okay. Who is, who is in its own way, removed from the constellations. Okay. My proposal 
thinking about who she is and like what she does, her thing is like her entity, her magical power is that she hears your story. She shows you the scope of, of everything you've done for good or ill. Like she shows you the full impact of your actions. She hears your story in your own words and then, you know, creates you into a larger than life figure. What I want to propose is that what if like that was the end result of a constellation life of like a constellation worthy life? What if uh, in life she was someone that was so good at hearing your story and conveying it out into the world that like upon her death and return to the ley lines, she in, in her own way became a constellation whose role was to do that for eternity. I do like when people, like, get a—you get, like, a second life as a higher, like, being. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like being reborn as the fucking Phoenix Force. And it's, it's like, it, it ties into what, con- like, what constellation—if she is the constellation that makes other constellations. And, like, and does it kind of in this—in sort of a timey-wimey way, like, does it in retrospect where, like, her power just unleashes and suddenly constellations from before she was alive and after she died—like, suddenly they all, like— She's just, she's tending crops, and it's like, there's a lot of work to do. Anyway, my proposal, Aaron, my question to you. Okay. Do we know of anyone who has, in fantasy, who's dedicated their life to that? Is it? Yeah, it's a Catch Cavalier, right? Because I want to propose that this is that Catch Cavalier, when she finally returns to the ley line, when, like, her time is done, ascends and is like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to... I, of course, I'm going to take the job. A job is a job, and I I love my job. Like, I propose that her ultimate fate is to ascend to the next level and to do her role for the cosmos. You know what I mean? Like, when she, yes. when her role is done, when her journey, when her journey in this world is done, she can look back and be like, I shared people's stories with them. I channeled them like I, and in doing so, she's like, well, then my job is to channel people's stories so that they can become beings of higher power. I love it, but I do want to provide the caveat or like the the, the wrench or like the little change that she dies. Yeah. Catch Cavalier croaks, you know, and becomes and dies. And it's like, okay, in life, I, you know, told people stories. I cared so much about people learning about other people and learning about the dead and the impact that people have. And the, you know, it encourages acts of greatness and acts of love and compassion and heroism and, you know, selflessness and all these things. I have been active just by getting people's stories told. Yeah. When she dies, she doesn't enter the ley line, I guess. She then what like I, I just don't want her to be catch cavalier as the star tender. She no, becomes something I, else. She so um as you were explaining that, like another thing popped in like like came to me. I'm ready. Uh let's get even broader with it. Okay. Her thing is hearing people's stories. Is hearing stories. The star tender's thing is hearing people's stories. Catch Cavaliers was tied to, you know fantasy earthly concerns of like i want to put on a show yeah if but there was a and and this is this is jeff throwing a lot of weird continuity things at the wall here if if at the moment of her death she was in her own way reminded in like a grand cosmic way of a time when she inspired someone to share their stories in a world in a way that she cosmically could not even be aware of and she came face to face with the spirit of one Barney Barguest, the ghost of Emerald Ivy? Yes, that's correct. 
uh, a ghost, a ghost of a ghost of stories and a ghost of having people share their innermost feelings. And like in seeing that she, you know, sheds the idea of like, I am a storyteller. Like this is on me. I am an important figure and becomes something and like phoenixes into something greater, right? Like through the magic of Barney Barget, like the bar- magic of Barney Barget combines with the magic of Catch Cavalier to create a cosmic entity that is more powerful than both of them at their most powerful. I I like this a lot. Um, I do like the idea that two people dedicated to hearing people's stories and knowing and understand because, okay, I want to give an image then. Yeah. Until the life of Catch Cavalier, which is in modern fantasy, um, the sky at night, dark, just the moon, starless, completely and utterly just void of anything but the light of the moon forever. As long as there has been time, Catch Cavalier dies. Barney Bargus and her, what, fuse? They become one being in the light. Like, you know what I mean? They, yeah, their I, essence I kind is of kind of intertwined to create the star tender, someone who will populate the very heavens with tales of those who have come before in order to do what they wanted, they did, they did in life, which is inspire generations with stories and I inspire kind of that. future heroism. That transcends time itself, and yeah. they become from the conception of you know the population of the material plane. Boom, stars! Like it, it's something outside, like the night sky. It's not like ours. I want to say this is my idea when you said no, this. No, I love this. this where is I like the idea where it's not like stars are far away. It's like no, they're kind of just. It's like being underneath of a painting. It's like the Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Where it's like you're underneath uh, a picture of a storybook is literally above your head. And Catch Cavalier and Barney Bargus, the star tender, when they're together, kind of paint that on this blank canvas, on this, uh, what is the the brilliant crop, you know, the inky garden. Mm-hmm. The inky they garden, are tending sure. the garden. You know, and yeah. growing the crops of stories. And that is what provides, you know what I mean? Because in the, in a way, you become immortal in the way that, like, say you die in the present and you become a constellation. You know, you could inspire, like, 10-year-old John Pierre to become a hero because you transcend time now. Yeah. You're, you're, you're more than that. You're a part of the Grand the Garden. You, you, inspire, you inspire Big Jeremy when he's at his... But at the same time, you inspire Big Jeremy when he's at his lowest to, you know, pick up the mantle and, like, continue to work for Iron Hill because it's the people that he cares. Like, again, it transcends time. So, I like, love this. You reach into the future and you talk to Celeste Silverna, but you also reach into the past and talk to Arthur and Jeremy. And, like, you, like it suddenly is... All of these things at once. Now, can I throw you a visual that jumped out at me at that? Okay, this is really good. But now we're yes. getting into some real heady shit, and I'm I really glad it. I kind of threw out this slightly self indulgent idea. It's pretty cool. I like the idea of I, I love Phoenix Forcey type. Like you become a different kind of form yeah. of consciousness type thing. Um. So what I want to throw out to you, like an obvious detail that has that has hit me is. Of course, of course, it has to be the two of them combined because the two things that she is doing as the star tender are uh, she walks people through their life. She hears their story. She presents their story. And then she creates a light in the sky. Oh, baby. Like she literally creates like a light, a candle light in the sky and assembles them into a constellation. Like that is growing the crop, right? Like that is it. That is creating the brilliant crop is 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 you know candle lights in the sky oh my god they're tiny fires oh 
My God, and I love this. I've been thinking so much about dragon stargazers and fire and the color red, and it makes me so happy that we have this really bomb thing that we've just come up with. That, like, what is a star in fantasy but a tiny fire, the tiny wick of a candle? Yeah. I dig that. That's amazing. Oh, that's so good. (laughs) Oh, my God. We finally reached like Marvel Cinema, Marvel Comics level of like, wait, what? I'm sorry. What? Can you go back? (laughs) Yeah. Like that was, that was like, as we were talking, I, all I could think of was like, if she is just, you know, telling people stories to the best of her ability, like that to me just says, like that to me says that her role has to be the ultimate storyteller, which in our world was Catch Cavalier. But then as again, as we were talking, the idea of like her conjuring this person, her, you know, her bringing in the essence, uh, the energy of this person who uh, like she inspired to tell other people's stories so that her, her role in the world echoed out through him. And the two of them together told so many millions of stories that they combined to create this, being across time and space is amazing. And it's very cool. If you remember the Barney Bargast episode, when he died, Catch was there. Yeah, that's 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 what I mean. Like she, like she was a part. She was a she. You know, they've been intertwined him. for eon. Like you know, since we wrote, since we first told these stories. So can I throw out an even uh, bigger idea? <laughs> yes. Can we get even bigger with it? I guess. Um, yeah, I gotta. I kept harping on this idea of, like, them combining, and suddenly, like, a scene very clearly appeared to me. The idea that, like, he died and then, like, hung around, I was like, okay, so then, but, like, he had hung around for, you know, decades or however long she was alive. Like, he had hung around and did his ghostly thing. Yeah, he was tied to a candle. Like, you yeah. know, he was, his, she tethered him to a candle, I believe. So, like, at, at his... When she dies, like he is there essentially waiting for her. Yeah, like totally. And essentially what I what I want to propose is like he upon her death serves as the star tender for her and is like, well, let's like, you know, you've told other people's stories. It's your turn. Like, tell me and like, let's and and at the same time is like, you know, here's her story, shows her the whole scope of what she did. And then is like, and now let me show you this. And this is the first time that she gets to see what he did like what his role as the ghost of emerald ivy was and she gets to see all these other people's stories and together the two of them like it's it's both of them seeing the other person's impact on the world that sort of swirls their consciousness into one being that is more powerful than the both of them can i give you an image for that that i got as you were saying it i see catch cavalier wakes up on a beach after dying Yep. And it is the beach. She looks up at the night sky. Nothing. Complete darkness. Mm-hmm. She hears the crunch of sand crunch, 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 walking over to her. And a small boy that she remembers from ages ago sits down next to her. And, you know, he lights a candle. And her story starts to play, you know, in the light. The, the light dances on the sand. And it shows the story of Catch Cavalier. And, you know, basically taking her through the system of the star tender. And then when they're done, Catch Cavalier, is it some kind that's when they meld together. Yeah. And it's like, and then they cast that light into the sky. And that's the, that's the star tender, the first constellation. Yep. You know, the, the light of Barney Bargast and Catch Cavalier, the, the light of Catch Cavalier's candle, Barney Bargast's candle, mm-hmm. is tossed into the sky. And that's what makes 
maybe the first one, which is what a candle. Uh, like what? What is the star tender's constellation? I think it's just like a north star situation. Oh, like it's, it's just, just the brightest one, in the. It's oh. just one beautiful bright, one beautiful light that, in a way, like that. You know, it's that one beautiful, perfect light in the in the night sky. I love it. And it's, it, I think it's like, it has all these myths attached to it. And like this, these fun little things where they're like, you know, if you're ever, I don't want it to, it's not the North star. It's like, it always points North, no. but it's like, if you're ever alone in the, in the, in the wood and it's dark and it's black and you can't see gaze up at the star, gaze up at the brightest light in the sky. And like, when you do, I think you feel like someone is there for you. Yeah. Like you feel a comfort and you feel mm-hmm. that so, you're not alone. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone walks with you and, 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 you know, you feel, you feel seen and you feel heard when, yes, it, when you are, you're most alone, whether you're most vulnerable. Or, yeah. Oh, I love this. I don't oh think that's a God. wrap. I that think. is no question a wrap. I don't think we need to roll tables or anything. I think <laughs> no, that's just it. Ah, it's one of my favorites in a long time. Oh my God. Thank you so much, Scott Paladin, for your prompt. Jesus. Also, just throwing this out there, really wants to hunt someone for sport. <laughs> throwing it out there you know the star tender before they used to tend stars used to be a mascot jeff hunted people for sport sure. and hunted people for sport the banana man is the no no no, no. but wow great we really really I'm, I'm i feel pretty blown away by yeah, this i good feel like fucking job you've yeah, got thunder this show is good this show is good tell your friends hashtag amfc is good yes god and if if you're listening to this tweet hashtag amfc is good at us yeah and we'll know we'll um, know god um if you'd like to submit a prompt of your sh- to, of your own to our show there are a bajillion ways to do it what are you waiting for you can tweet at us at amfc underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children you can post them to our facebook page at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children you can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com you can post them to our discord at bit.ly slash amfc discord or you can go on to iTunes, Podchaser, Podbean, the pod reviewer of your choice. I would say the three that I would stick to are uh, iTunes, Podchaser, and Stitcher, because those are the three that I get email notifications about. And you can leave your prompt in an iTunes review, and we will see it that way. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Um, while you're on the internet, though, Jeff has, one, a Patreon, and two, another podcast that you should be listening to right now in like four minutes when we're done this episode yes uh party of one is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences every week i sit down with a friend we play a two-player game we share some laughs maybe a few tears we have a really good time uh no such drop every tuesday at party of one podcast.com that is supported as well as the games that i create community stuff i do articles i publish all that is supported at patreon.com slash jeff stormer yeah, and if you want to support me, you can do that at patreon.com slash I'll give you discounts on voice lessons, and your support helps me have more free time to make dope shit that you like. So consider it. Um, All My Fantasy Children is a proud part of the One Shot Podcast Network. Uh, the One Shot Podcast Network is home to really bomb shows like A Horror Borealis. We have uh, Asians Represent, which right now they're doing a Dungeons & Dragons actual play called Dungeons and Asians. Recently, they played a game called Microscope and created a new world. It's really awesome and you should be on this uh shows like neo scum you know there's all sorts of cool stuff go check them out at oneshotpodcast.com 
Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and get bonus content such as podcast episodes edited by this guy. I Boom. edit them. Sometimes I hide little jokes in there that you can get if you listen to the episodes. Little, little, little bits. Little, Won't little, you find these bits? Go hunting special, for bits. Little special little, little goodies for you. I Just do for, for you. you. Um, do you have a verbal hug this week? God, I so do, Aaron. And that <laughs> is uh, be self-indulgent. Yeah. Just like... Do the things that make you so utterly, like, that are so utterly your thing that, like, you 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 cannot, you know, resist them, that they almost feel ridiculous or like a joke. Yeah. Do those things. Like, this episode is the most self-indulgent thing that I could have possibly done. And I think it is so much better for having done that. I think if I had pulled back, I think the episode would have been lesser for it. I agree. It, it's kind of just leaning into your bullshit and trusting yeah. your instincts and knowing that, you know, believing in the work that you do yeah. and no, and trusting in your gut and trusting in your creative ability and shit like that. I, I completely fucking agree. There's a lot of times where I've been thinking lately, I'm like, oh, man, but who would like we were just talking about timelines on the discord today. And I was like, I'm going to make a fucking timeline. You know, I it's indul- it's going to be a lot of work and it's going to be really dope. But like there are people who give a shit. I want it. I want these things. I don't yeah. you know what I mean? I want these things. I want the star tender to be this way. I want to tell dope stories with my bud about fucking cool constellation stuff you know and that's all you need is to yeah. be that self-indulgent but otherwise known as like you know confident and feeling good i love loose and fancy free footloose and fancy free so fucking go do cool shit and feel good about it don't apologize to fucking anybody unless you're doing something that it's shitty and then apologize to me directly to at aaron Catano's fucking eyes on Twitter. at me and apologize for sucking but you don't yes. suck because you're listening to this podcast. You rule, and I love you. So tweet at me anyway that you love me. Anyway. Hashtag AMFC is good. Hashtag AMFC is good. Um, is that all we do on this show? I think that's it. So until next time, good night and good game. Catch's show got me through a time that I never thought I'd recover from. I was so scared after losing my mom that I'd forget her or I'd never really know her. Because how well do you really know someone, you know? You know them based on the mask they wear when they see you, but what's the real you? Sometimes I worry that I'd never get to see it, but thanks to Catch Cavalier, I don't really have to worry about that anymore. She's changed my life, and I can't thank her enough. Barney sat with me while I was writing my second novel, um, and it was during another hard time. You know, there seems to be a lot of them anymore, but, you know, Barney sat with me and told me that, you know, I could get it done, that I had it in me, and he sat with me the whole time, and we talked about creativity, and I can say that Barney Bargast is the inspiration for my second novel. Thank you, everyone, for coming. I'm from a nowhere village, so Catch Cavalier's wagons showing up was always my favorite thing. The wagons are coming. I would scream from the top of my house. Uh, made my day every time. Anytime I could catch a recording of Catch's show, I did. And, you know, it filled my life with laughter and fun. And I, I can't appreciate that more, you know? It's a shame that she's gone, but... You know, we'll always have the memories. That little boy Bargus' story candles helped me meet my great uncle and learn that he was a great hero. Is it you weird to think in my last what moment that I will learn to cavalier catch cavalier in and bring back the family to my life? Barney has not upset anymore that I'm fading. You know? It helped me express myself. I was six. 
And, and I, I owe everything, everything I have to Bacash Cavalier for just making me feel free, free you know, and happy. I'm, I'm able to tell my story because of her. I hope the great gardener of the night sky picks both of them to be a constellation. Wouldn't that be perfect? What do we do now, Madam Cavalier? Oh, Barney. We get to work. Let's go.